You're listening to Voices of Family, a monthly podcast series from the BC Council for Families. Each month, we bring you thought-provoking discussions with notable figures and frontline workers in the family service community. Voices of Family takes you inside family services to hear what's new and on the horizon, making life better for BC families. Hi, this is Ruby Banga, Program Coordinator at the BC Council for Families. I'm here today at the Canadian Association of Family Resource Programs National Conference in Montreal, which brings together parenting educators, family life experts, and family service workers from all over Canada to learn and network. I've just spent the morning in a fascinating workshop called Connecting Men to Their Children, delivered by Brian Russell, the Provincial Coordinator of the Father Involvement Initiative of Ontario. And I've asked Brian to join me for a few minutes to talk further about some of the issues that he raised in his workshop and about some of the other fathering initiatives he's involved with. Brian, thank you so much for joining me and congratulations on a well-received workshop. Oh, it's good to be here. Thanks, Ruby. So Brian, you've been involved in facilitating fathers groups and working with dads for several years now. Can you tell us a bit about how you got involved in this area and what keeps you interested and engaged in this work? Well, my background is in marriage and family therapy, so I was doing counseling with families and and individuals uh, for a few years. And then um, started really to get interested in in particularly boys and how boys were growing up and what boys were going through and the issues boys were facing. And that, uh, in my practice, that kind of turned into realizing that, well, dads need a lot of support. Right. Dad needs a lot, dads need a lot of information. Dads need to um, really, I think in a lot of ways, um, uh, step up to being the kind of dad and man that, that these boys were needing. Um, so as I, as I kind of waded through some of that stuff, an opportunity came up to work in my community to run some dads programs. And so... I applied and nobody else did, so here I am. Great. <laughs> and so that's, um, I just really enjoy it and I, I see a lot of passion in a lot of men for their children and I see that growing and it's uh, that's one of the things that keeps me going in this as well is just uh, the value that dads have for their kids or have, uh, for, yeah, the value that dads have for their kids. They, uh, they, they know that and they want to spend more quality time. They want to be good dads for, for these kids. Great, thank you. And Brian, can you give our listeners a quick overview of what you were focusing on in your workshop, basically the 30-second version? Yeah, oh, 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) If you can. Yeah, basically, uh, we just give an overview of kind of what the experiences of dads are today, some things that influence fathers and, and, uh, and, and men in their role when they're raising kids. And then we looked at some barriers and some strategies for programs that are trying to engage dads um, in in, in better ways. So programs that work with families in particular and how how they can uh, use resources and and different ideas to to engage these fathers better. Sure. The workshop is called Connecting Men to Their Children. Why is this something that many men are still struggling with? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Um, uh, Sometimes it can be influence of their own dad like what's the role modeling they've grown up with okay a lot of guys talk with me about how they don't have a role model so mm-hmm. they haven't learned how to be a dad right in a way that they feel that they want to be they know that there's this sort of ideal of what a good dad is yep but they didn't have that growing up so they're kind of forging their way through that and making something new that that they aren't really aware of so i, I think their own dad influences that uh, i think a lot of times guys uh, work gets in the way the expectations of work are are significant for dads Um, but I I think really what's happening is that 
uh, more and more men are wanting to be part of their kids' lives. They want to be involved in medical appointments. Mm-hmm. They want they want to know what's going on at school and be part of that, not just sort of checking in every so often, but actually mm-hmm. helping out with things like that. So uh, it's getting, it's changing over the last few years. Sure. Uh, more men are wanting to be connected with their kids. And so I think our job is just to support what's there and what these guys are wanting to do. Excellent. Great. And as a father yourself, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that you're a pretty involved dad, how important is it to have mom supporting dad in his efforts to engage with his children? Uh, moms play a really huge role in, in, the, in dad's ability to connect with the kids and just how that goes. And uh, moms, moms can support that in a lot of ways, and moms sometimes can get in the way as well. Um, some of the research is showing that, that when there is some conflict between mom and dad, uh, dad's relationship with the children suffer more than mom's relationship with the children. Mm-hmm. So dads are a little more focused somehow on that relationship with mom mm-hmm. than moms would be vice versa. So uh, it's really important that moms uh, encourage men to be involved with their kids, that they encourage mom, men to do that in their way, in, I mean, in, in dad's ways. Right. You know, so moms are allowing dads to be parents in, in the ways that dads are, are uh, to parent. Right. Which is very different than moms at times. Right. And so sometimes moms will say, well, hang on, you know, put the brakes on, don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. Where dad's just doing his dad way. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's just a little different. Sure. So so moms can really support dads in, uh, in being connected. When most of us think about this issue, we assume that mothers would welcome the help and support of fathers. But in fact, that's not always the case. What are some of the reasons mothers might be hesitant to support father involvement? Parenting uh, is very much mom's world. You know, I think in a lot of times when even when dads see the word parent, they think mom. They think that's mom's job, mm-hmm. that's mom's responsibility. Even if the dad says, "I want to be there, I want to be part of that," there's it's like a default programming almost. That, yeah, uh, that uh, that goes that way. And so I think moms feel that kind of pressure as well, not from the dads necessarily, but right. just in general. I think women feel the pressure of parenting, more responsibility for parenting than men tend to feel. I think men get off the hook with on parenting mm-hmm. things that, that women will never get off the hook on. So, yeah. um, so I think in some ways, uh, mom, some moms may be hesitant because it's almost like they're giving up some control mm-hmm. to somebody else about what they feel or what they're being told is their responsibility, and so uh, that that can hold some moms back from doing that. Okay. So obviously the situation gets much more complicated when parents are no longer or never have been life partners, when the relationship is full of conflict, or when there's a history of relationship violence. For dads in these kinds of situations who want to stay involved with their children or reestablish a bond with their children, what do you recommend? Well, that's, that is a tough one. It's, yeah. not, an, it's not easy uh, waters to, to wade through. Um, <clears throat> I think it's really important that fathers remain responsible as men for their children, regardless of what's happening in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Things may not work out between dad and mom, and you know we're, we're seeing that it's happening. That's a common story that we're yeah, hearing these days. Sure. Uh, but it's really important that um, the dads be careful to not use the children in that relationship against mom. That um, they, that they keep the children as. Uh, that they keep their own relationship with the children priority and, and what's what's best for the children. Uh, I think dads uh, need to be open to working with the mom mm-hmm. on parenting. It's a co-parenting situation. Right. Whether they're together or not, mom and dad are raising these kids, yeah. these kids together for the most part. 
So there has to be some kind of relationship, some kind of connection that's happening, and, and that needs to be peaceful and at least um, a workable situation. Sure. Because that's what's best for the kids. Right. It's not easy to do. What do you think the role is for practitioners in these sorts of situations? Uh, we can be giving information to the dads about um, about the value of their role and the value of mom's role as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that um, uh, in a sense, there's equal time uh, of, of information. Mm-hmm. Um, providing opportunities for the dads to be connected with their kids in some ways. So uh, it could be activity programs, it could be parent education programs. There's ways that, that dads can be learning about the value of uh, the team that's raising these children. Uh, to make sure that I think too we're having conversations with the dads that are helping and not uh, kind of building on the stereotypes of, of the families that are struggling with, with these kind of things. Right. So Brian, you've recently um, or you've been involved in the development of a new website which has recently launched called 24-Hour Cribside Assistance. It's directed at new dads and it's full of great information as well as being pretty hip and funny. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about this project? Yeah, <clears throat> it's been a lot of fun actually and uh, it's based on a, a, a booklet called the 24-Hour Cribside Assistance for New Dads. Okay. Um, and so what we wanted to do was, uh, because everybody's online, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the most common ways people are looking for information. We wanted to take that booklet and put it into a website, uh, but with expanded information. And so we also know from research that the most uh, important time to help dads connect with their children is at birth. Right. That new dad phenomenon, you know, sort of prenatal and postnatal, uh, that's that's the, probably the most significant time to, to be encouraging fathers and, and to bond with their children. And that bonding uh, is, is seen in, you know, in years, years down the road. And so we wanted a website that speaks to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's a car manual. It's a do-it-yourself service and looking under the hood and fuel consumption. It's all that language yes. connected to, um, to the baby. And so it's not so much uh, new and innovative language, it's a package that speaks to men. Because a lot of the resources out there, face it, I think, you know, we, we need to see that um, a lot of parenting magazines, a lot of the websites, they're very woman-focused. Whether they say they're not, they're still, there's still the sense that um, women are more likely to read this information than men. So we needed the skin of a car manual to, to kind of say, uh, dads look at that and say, I get it. Exactly, and um, one of the things that practitioners who are trying to bring dads into their community agency, one of the things we want them to remember is, like, don't paint the walls pink. In other words, really think how your practices may unintentionally exactly. be sending yes. mom-only messages. Right. So we've noticed that the website is, it's, there's lots of black and gray and um, the traffic sign yellow and all of right. that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, non-male-friendly websites out mm-hmm. there in parenting and trying to pull the car analogies together around what a baby is like the relationship with the baby like the, the new car smell and the new baby smell yes. you know, all that kind yes, of stuff yes i was but, checking you know, that out yeah a lot of fun little analogies that we, we tried sure. to play around with so. yeah yeah i noticed that yeah. um okay so in recent months one fathering story that seems to be making the mainstream news is the revelation that new dads are vulnerable to postpartum mm-hmm. depression and that's hardly surprising considering what a life-changing experience becoming a parent can be do you address that issue in your website? Uh, we have a, right now we have a little bit of information on postpartum depression, mm-hmm. um, but this is a really significant issue for men. Right. Uh, they're saying like it's almost one in four of, of new dads wow. potentially experience it. 
the stats go up if mom has had postpartum. Mm. But dads also tend to get it about a year later. The okay. baby's about a year. So uh, a lot of times by that point, the family has sort of slid away from some of the medical connections and some of those supports that um, that they would have had early on. Initially, yeah. And so dads are sometimes left with this feeling that they can't define and they're, they're not, they're, and they are afraid to talk about it because it's depression and you know men right. don't talk about that kind of stuff easily. Um, so it is a really significant thing to to bring up and, and the website has some information on that okay. for sure. And but maybe more, more become, as, yeah, as yeah, we get more information. The, the website will be developing as well. Yeah, excellent. Ahead, yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess following up to that, one of the stereotypes of men is that they have a harder time reaching out for help, particularly on personal or emotional issues, like you just mentioned about mm -hmm, depression, right. um, so, and as adjusting to life as a new parent. Yet one of the things that dads who join parenting support groups or participate in fathering programs consistently say is how helpful it was to connect with other dads and realize that other guys are struggling with the same sorts of issues and that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. So how do you see websites like 24-Hour Curbside assist cribside sorry assistance fitting into this uh, I think because guys are online they're on Twitter they're on YouTube like that that's where especially sort of the, you know the younger the, the newer dads right that's that's their life they've mm -hmm. even grown up with a lot of that technology now mm -hmm. and so we realize that that's where the, that's the community that that men are could be uh, connecting into right and so uh, we wanted that website to be a place where dads can go and get answers, get support, stay connected. Uh, I'd like to see it evolve into where there's a bit of a forum or kind of some kind of discussion thing where dads can post a question mm -hmm. and then we can have responses on, on that site. So if, so it could begin to, to feel like a place where dads are not just receiving, but actually even able to give a little bit, like give some information. This, oh, yeah, well, this is what, this is what helped with, with us. When we uh, had to wean to the, bo yeah, you know, yeah. to the bottle off the breast kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Yeah. So those discussions can happen. Great. Excellent. Brian, thanks so much for talking with me today and sharing your insights on father involvement. It's been a privilege. Thank you, Ruby. That wraps it up for this episode of Voices of Family. Check the BC Council for Families website next month for another episode on the latest in family services at www.bccf.ca. To keep our series relevant and engaging to family service professionals, we're listening to your feedback from the listener survey located on the Learning Network webpage below the podcast player. Let us know your thoughts on this episode and tell us who you'd like to hear interviewed. Thanks and see you next time.